fresh off a devastating battle that they barely survived. Our heroes are on the run as the governor closes in. In their midst is a charmed wood elf sworn to uphold the laws of the sun and learning everything about their precious secrets. Episode 8, A Cursed Retreat. And the elves quickly surrendered. The leader now proclaims herself, quote, a member of the Doves of Honor and Mercy, sir. They learned that the druid, Revain, tracked them here and that she was treaty bound to aid the sun armies in their quest to unite the world. The Lord's Taylor then found their way into a secret underground room where Argyle dragged a chair to a head of mahogany table, sat down, panels on the large mahogany table opened before them, and the picture on the wall came to life. And that's where we started today's adventure. First things first, let's inspect the mahogany table. Let's see what the contents are in there. And hey, Mumu, would you mind uh, scouting the tunnel that seems to leave out of the bunker? On it like vomit, baby. In the picture frame, the large, broad-shouldered man with grizzly beard and a striking resemblance to Argyle begins to move. And rising out of the table and just hovering above it is a crystal orb. It glows with a flickering, shadowy, deeply colored light. Argyle is just staring at the orb, and a voice comes from the picture. Heir to my noble house, rightful owner of the Argyle estate, if you have found this, you are likely in danger and in need of information. Any heir of mine should be trained in the divination arts. I created this orb myself, and it will not lead you astray. A word of warning, and then it, it sort of pauses... It seems to notice for the first time that there are other people in this room. The secrets of this treasure must not be known to outsiders. Uh. And Argyle walks over the table to the orb. But as he tries to move it with his hands, it doesn't move. He's attuned. Uh, he puts his hands on it and just starts focusing on it. I have an identify spell I can cast. Go, go ahead. You want to cast identify? On this crystal ball, right? Sure. So, 22. This is a ball that casts powerful divination spells. It requires someone of at least a, 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 a 13 intelligence to attune to. It seems to be only be able to be done by a male, the rightful male heir of the Argyles. You also, through this, looking at this situation, realize he's not attuning to it, even though that, that's what he thinks he's doing. Well, I'm going to go up to Argyle. I pick up the rug all, you know, light as shit. Well, I'm walking over to him. I yeah. put my other hand on his shoulder, and I'm like... Argyle. The rug like rolls up as you begin to move. Sick! I love this thing, dude. We have to go. The governor's gonna be here soon. I have to attune to this. We you have heard to come the man. back later. I am the heir. Then you can't attune to that. You're not smart enough. I didn't want to tell you that to your face, but uh, it was necessary. He looks at you sort of angrily. Roll a persuasion check. I know. Sorry, dude. I'll break it to you. Natural, Natural 20. 20. His face just collapses. But you saw he was about to get this huge thing, and he was pumped. Point of the bow of the Titanic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just told Shattered him that he can't get this. And just lowers his eyes, and you can see, like, uh, like tears are about to flow. But let's get going. We gotta get going. Granddad! <laughs> and I yell out to the room, Granddad, your grandson here. He's get going. There's an evil governor on his way to kill us. He'll surely find us here. As they struggle to convince Argyle to abandon his treasure, smoke inside the orb begins to swirl with a frightening image. We all look at the orb. Okay, as you all turn to look at the orb, it slowly begins to light, as you've seen it do once before when the paladins came. Okay. In the center is a tall, maybe six foot eight, rigid, upright, V-shaped figure, golden features. 
but he stands in the center as these 15 elite paladins take up a complete circle around him, spears out. I'm telling the spy to get up in the tunnel and start following the path. Okay, so you tell her to go. She yes. runs. Yes. Okay. She and I'm going away. right after. I'm like, guys, let's go. All right, we all go. Can Argyle we take the does orb? not go. We have to take the orb with us. No, the orb can't be moved, bro. Argyle is just watching the orb. Argyle, grab the orb and let's go. I can't. He, he says, he I cannot tried. move it. I can't do anything. Put it back. Hide it. He, the he, chair. He, str- he struggles off the. He jumps off the table. Not kicks the chair into the wall, mm-hmm. smashing the chair. The orb disappears back into the table, and then the panel closes above it. All right, let's get out of here. Argyle looks at the painting. He snorts at it. Fuck these wizards. I'm out of here. I grab the painting. When he's not looking, put it in my backpack. As the others catch a glimpse of their pursuer, Mumu has run ahead and returned to provide advice to the party. Climb down the pole. Don't be afraid. The pole will not let you go. Go as fast as you can. I'll be waiting for you in the tunnel at the bottom. I'll make sure it's clear. Pass through the sand, you'll land on hardstone. And then I disappear. As soon as I get to the bottom, I'm going to start checking for traps and moving cautiously down the tunnel. 24. You're noticing barely visible magical glyphs uh, along both walls. We need okay. to go. We need to go. We don't know. Well, hold, 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 hold. The glyphs. I point out the glyphs. Okay. What are these? 17. You believe those are glyphs or they are likely to protect them of scrying, teleporting in, a bunch of things. Like, each one is for something. Yeah. You, you, you sort of see, when Argyle passes the glyph, you do notice there's just a little bit of a flicker as Argyle passes the glyph, but not nothing else happens. So you guys head down the tunnel for a while. About uh, 25, 30 minutes. To a sealed door. Very sturdy-looking metal. Not the metal of the, of the floor, which you seem to be walking on the bedrock, but some other sturdier-type metal. Like, Argyle, put your hand on it. Argyle puts his hand on it, pops open. You guys see, uh, like, a hallway, a long, uh, maybe four-foot-wide, six-foot-tall hallway, stone shelves built into the bedrock. I will slip through the door with my crossbow drawn. Ten. Hmm. Rocking it, dude. Uh, you're looking around, you see, like, what looks like shelves around you. Little hackles on the back of your yeah, neck. Yeah, you're, you're, you get your hackles up. For Varian. Varian says... There are coffins. There's coffins all around us. And as he does, uh, you all notice uh, the, coffins be- the coffins begin... Oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. Oh, bad pun of the day. You're going to yeah. get your bad pun award for that. the look I gave him. Huge stone, sort of amorphous-shaped coffins on both sides, lining the walls about ten feet apart. A couple of them are already behind you at this point. Their charmed ally is the first to realize what is happening. Guys, uh, I think I saw one of these just open. Oh, okay, I'm checking it out. All right, so you, you check it out. She's pointing at one. Yeah. It is indeed. As you look closely at it, it looks like the seal just broke, and it's beginning to open. All right, I say move. Everyone bolt. Go, right, go, We start go. to haul ass. Yeah. Okay, so you guys start to haul ass. You start to see all around you on both sides, uh, about 10 feet apart. Every single one of these coffins is beginning to open. Lloyd, what's up with your crazy family? Seriously. Lloyd is like, what the fuck is this? And he like gets out his sword and you can see he was ready for some hacking. No, he is ready for some hackshin. Argyle is in the front. And suddenly, as he begins to run, two mummies appear in front of him. And he just keeps running at the first one and attacks. And we need initiative for everybody as mummies are now out and in the tunnels. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, around you. Mummies are single and ready to mingle, baby. Uh, we just had, like, one of the most massive battles in our campaign. Now we're fighting mummies. I think we need, like, a long rest or something. 
So no, there's two side. mummies in the front of the party. One mummy in the middle of the party with like Jennifer and the uh, uh, and Rivon. Two dozen mummies. <coughs> two behind dozen. You. Yeah. So, uh, Varian will cast Flame Spear with his last third level spot. Wow. Oh and he will cast it behind the party. Yes. Positioning it in the center where they'll have to try to move through it in order to get to Yes, exactly. After Varian's clever ploy to put a ball of fire between them and most of the mummies, the battle rages as our heroes flee. Dreadful glare. You you look in his eyes and you see his rotting flesh and, and, and dripping sort of soggy wrapping ace bandage that's just been soaking in, in necrotic flesh for a long time. You need to make a wisdom save. Oh no. Motherfucker. Well, that's pretty dope. That's an 11. Plus? Nope. <laughs> Nothing, dude. <laughs> uh, you feel a wave of fright pass over you, but you... 11 is the DC. He swings at you with his rotting fist. Yep, that's a hit. You need to make a constitution save. Ooh, that is some bullshit. That's only gonna be a 10. Okay, your damage is 13. Got it. Uh, you're cursed with mummy rot. <laughs> it means you cannot regain hit points, and your hit point maximum decreases by 10 for every 24 hours that elapse. Until you die. If the curse reduces your hit point to zero, you die, and your body turns to dust. Oh, All right, so that was that mummy. I'm sure the mummies at the front line get to go the now. The mummies at the front line, one attacks Argyle, and one attacks Mumu. This is not good. Alright, get a constitution save, Moomoo. Uh, you are slapped with the fist, Moomoo. Well, obviously, uncanny dodge. Seven. Moomoo. Seven constitution you save. You feel yourself in uh, this this nasty black veins begin shooting up your arms. Um, and you feel yourself being overwhelmed by a sense of sickness and unease. And you, you also take 17 points of actual damage. Cursed. Severely weakened. Unable to heal, desperate to escape. Our heroes are desperate for even a small victory. 18 plus 6, 24 doubled, 48 damage on that motherfucker as I run by. You just, you just cut, him, cut off his both of his legs right at the knee, Moomoo. Just swipe through both legs and he just goes down in just a, a puddle of cloth and goo. Moomoo pauses in her run and as he goes down... She just pauses with her knee, like, right under his chin and just knocks his head off as she goes by with her knee. Yes. Just bam! Fucking nice. And you just run over him, leaving leaving dead mush on the floor. Mumu turns around. Kadeem, you should stay back. Make sure that they don't come. You've already been cursed. You can't be cursed again, I imagine. No, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I position myself behind Argyle, so... Argyle looks back, sees that none of his friends are immediately in danger, doesn't care about that elf at all. And runs for the door. He puts one swift boot on that door. He slams it. And he sort of steps back. And you can see he sort of almost loses his balance. And like holding his heel as it hurts. Yeah. He just shouts. He's like, fuck! Motherfucking wizards! You must just put your hand on it! For his bonus action, he can put his hand on it. Uh, and the door <laughs> opens. <laughs> <laughs> With safety on their doorstep, our heroes hesitate when it comes to the fate their charmed ally. Sick. So, Revan. Let's have Revan attack real quick. Are she going to attack the, the mummies? Yeah, there? we're holding the back line. You can just leave her here. No, no. That's the plan. No, she has to come. Totally the plan. <laughs> no, she has to die. She is loyal. I know you all want to kill her. <clears throat> she I turns, dro- draws your sword and says, I will hold them off. She is a loyal yes. member. I say, no, come. <clears throat> okay, pers- persuasion check. Oh my god. 27. The one time you don't she, need to do she it. She turns to you, 
She says, as you wish. And she turns and breaks away and runs towards you guys. You guys all crowd through the As you do, Argyle pops it closed behind you. And you can tell it seals immediately. Uh, built into the bedrock here. Uh, but it seems very familiar type structure. Um, not unlike Ricky Rockbottom's office. Mm-hmm. We're in the mines. Interesting. Interesting. We need to be careful. We're in the mines. I, I tell the party. I, I send a whisper message spell to Kadeem and Argyle. I say, we're about to jump this elven chick, drop her unconscious, and leave her here. And you can say something back when I say that. So that's a dumb plan because she's going to know exactly where this is. She's going to compromise everything we want to do. Okay, well then we hold off. Does it seem like this room is frequently used? Like, no, there's a layer of dust on the floor. No, let's wait here, guys. Let's chill. Let's attune with these uh, elven cloaks that we all got. With the rest of the heroes determined to put an end to Rivan, Jennifer grasps wildly for a reason to leave her alive. How do you feel about the Sun Elves and what they have done to the world? They are our treaty allies. We, uh, we, we support them in their mission to unite the world in peace and and you think that they have a chance of creating said or their means. It is not merely a chance. They will succeed. The situation with the forest is not because of the desert. No. What is it? The so situation with the forest is because of the blight of the filthy <clears throat> drow when, in, during the Civil War. It has nothing to do with the Sun Elves themselves. 3,000 years ago when there was a civil war between the drow and wood elves, the most powerful alliance and control of territory in the entire realm before that time was utterly destroyed by the drow and their treachery. Are they doing anything to help you get rid of the blight? We are working together on this ages-old mystery that we have tried for centuries of success. Through the magic of magic, our heroes hold a private conversation that's all in their heads. I don't think there's any chance of us turning to be a double Are you messaging? Yeah, I'm doing the message spell. What's your reaction you that? can say something back. I say tell Mumu, let her get in position because... No, then we... she's gonna kill her. Exactly. Look, we had an opportunity to let fate do it for us at one point in time, but you convinced her to come through here, so now we got to get our hands dirty. And we're just doing this by message spells back and forth, back and forth. Um, because she knows the location. She knows how to get in there. She knows what's in there. She saw uh, the portrait. Agreed, 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 agreed. Die. Hey, okay, how about this? She's a soldier. She'll report, like, what happened. She'll tell them about the charm effect. She'll tell them about everything. Alright, now is the best time to kill her because she does not suspect it. She thinks we're her closest allies. Unable to get agreement from her friends, Jennifer tries a more underhanded strategy. Um, you've been a very helpful member of the Dove's honor and mercy. I respect you as a person, and I think you're very honorable. I, I'm canceling the spell, and, and I'm doing it kind of subtly. I'm giving you a chance to do whatever you have to do by your codes. If you don't want to be a dove of honor, I understand entirely, and I will fight you one-on-one to the death right now. But I think these sun elves are evil oppressors of tyranny. She sort of lifts an eyebrow at you, and you can see her hand has fallen to her sword. And I mean, mine's like pretty close there, too. Um, you know, it's like it's like a showdown right now. Like a little cowboy. She stares you down. Go ahead and roll your whatever. your Persuasion? Persuasion. 22. 22. Her hand falls to the hilt of her sword. She stares you down. And she, like, is taking assessment of the room. She says, she lifts an eyebrow at you and says, I'll fight you on my own. Leave me, leave me here. Then you will tell all the things you've seen while you're with us. I will not tell them what I saw. Until you're interrogated. Which is understandable, because I know the magic that they hold has nothing to do with your honor. She draws her sword. Initiative. Damn. You guys gotta let me fight her, though. 
Okay, I can't interfere. Otherwise, it's not an honorable battle. Mumu gives Kadeem a look. Like, go to the back door. Mumu goes to the front door with crossbow drawn. Ready to go. Okay, so I go first. Nine damage. Okay, so you whack into her with your sword. She swings and misses, and she knows she's going to lose. You can see it already. Uh, five damage and six damage. She's taking your hits like a champ, but you can see it in her eyes. She can't hit you, and she knows. Uh, so she misses you, She and it's not really that close. Um, and you can tell she's swinging, and she you, the look in her eyes is defeat. But she's determined to go through it. 18. 10. 30 wounds total so far for Revan. She's, she's visibly cut. She's had She had multiple arrows go in her in the first battle um, from her allies. She Chill. swings again. It's her hopeless swing. Critical. Nice. Shit. Nine, uh, nine damage. See that? She's doing good. Seven more damage. 37 wounds. Okay. She's basically on one knee. But you can tell she's she has made up her mind. She swings one last time. It's in one last swing and she's going down. Four damage. Four damage. Eight more. She's at forty-five wounds. You cut her down. You okay. All right. You you hit her. She goes crumpling to the ground. Varian takes the Varian bow. Varian takes the bow. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, I say you died honorably, and I leave some kind of trinket on her or something. Okay. And we loot the rest. Thirteen. Ooh, we might find some treasure. Oh, come you on. don't. Uh, you just you find that she has a bow and that and that plus one longsword. Um, uh, Mumu is also going to go investigate the corpse over there. Uh, 23. Still breathing. Stab. I'm, I'm right there and I see that. Yeah. Like, boom. I, I, put, I put my hand in front of you, Mumu. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm about to stab through it. <laughs> oh, you evil little bitch. Sorry. All right. I'm sorry. This this one is not going to live. All right, you stab her. I went through this whole charade just so I could fool you guys. Mumu, Mumu, Mumu. Gives you a wink as she sinks the dagger into the girl's neck. You are a son of a bitch. So if I had Goodberry into her mouth, I rolled a twenty-something. That's an eleven. You win. All right. So you slip the berry into his into his, into her mouth. Uh, yeah, you slam it shut and you do the normal thing you normally do. But she doesn't move. Good. I'm like, look, guys, let's just leave her dead body here, okay? Satisfied that she has taken care of the enemy in their midst, Mumu sneaks ahead to see what their old buddy Ricky Rockbottom is up to. You get there, you see there's a cracked open office door, and inside you see Ricky Rockbottom, that uh, sort of rolls of fat, and his bald head uh, with wispy, sandy-colored hair. Um, And he is talking to, uh, he's seated in a chair that you know that he can barely get up from, as he's probably 400 or or more pounds at like 5'4". An overweight female sand dwarf is talking to him. I speak dwarvish. You do, because of the shield of dwarven kind. That's, That's they right. Are in fact, they are, in fact, speaking dwarvish. Well, Maribel, I don't know how we're going to make it. We, we can't pay the boys. They know it. we got nobody buying our sands. We're, we're, we're doomed. Maribel, like uh, the fatter, older woman dwarf there, sort of pats him on the shoulder and she says, You know, we could we could try to hire somebody to get those engineers out of jail. and Maybe we could, we could start over with selling the powder. Oh... Who am I gonna hire? Everybody's dead or in prison. I don't. I got nothing. He just sort of slouches down in his chair, like his head, like resting on the on the table in front of him. Mumu slams open the door and walks in the office. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. Mumu slams open the door. They they sit. He sits up, you know, and his fat sort of jiggles all over the place like a wave. And like she she looks up surprised too. And he looks over his table down at you, uh, without getting up. And he says. Mistress Mumu? 
what, well, mm. howdy do, ma'am. Uh, welcome to, welcome back. Mm. We brought your platinum. Well, half of it. Like, the, you've never seen faces light up so fast. But as you say that, they pop up. You see Rock Bottom actually get out of his chair, but only for a second, and then he sort of sits back down. Like, he is so excited, you can see his legs wiggling in his chair. Um, as he says, well, uh, 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 please sit down. Uh, you brought your friends, I hope. Uh, uh, and he, he's like hyperventilating almost. Yeah, I brought my friends. They're downstairs. They'll be up in a moment. We're, we're on, we're falling on hard times here. We've got nobody buying our stuff and they, they seized our engineers and they, they threw them in jail. Uh, it's been terrible. Now we can't make the powder, so we can't make any money. And of course, and of course we gave you our powder and we didn't make any money off that yet. And, and, and I got nothing to Hold on. Boys. How much powder do you have left? Almost none, my lady. You, when you were here last time, I, I, I need uh, it. He sort of looks I over promised it to someone. And she like hustles over and sort of flips out a tiny little key and like, uh, opens a little shelf. Um, that's hidden in the wall there, and she pulls out a small bag, maybe a third of what you had last time. That's this, probably still enough to it. pay my this debt. This is it, my lady. Please take it. It's so hot. We can't. We can't do anything with it. Everybody is looking for. It. Uh, send one of your men down, and I give up the directions towards where the rest of the party is. One of the uh, guards that didn't see you at the bottom of the stairs runs off. Back at the hideout, Rivon has one more challenge. Well, at least let's just stash it outside. So I want to stash it near the mummy door. Uh-huh. Just like put the body there. It's going to be an 18. I just sort of dragging her. You think, just make sure Jennifer didn't do anything fishy here. So you sort of take her pulse for a second. Don't detect anything. All right, cool. Leave the body. Okay. And we go back and we wait, and I guess until the guys come. Natural 20. Natural 20. This bitch was meant to live, guys. No, you just... <laughs> She was meant to die. We I'm a survivor. I'm a gunner. No, you're a saboteur. I'm gonna you make it. Let us not lie here. <laughs> she rolled natural twenty on her deception. A sort of slender young um, sand dwarf uh, is wandering around the tunnel right up at the top of the thing, but he doesn't seem to be able to find it. Um, and you guys are able to wait for him to be sort of around the corner before you pop out. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then we pop out and kind of hustle up behind him. Okay, and he looks around. Oh, there you are. Uh, Ricky wants to see you immediately. Oh, we'll get away, away. With Rivon somehow surviving investigations by skeptical party members, the party moves on to meet with Ricky. Uh, Rock Bottom looks at you. He says, "Well, now the Hags—they set up that deal for us, and you know they're—they're uh, they're notoriously tight-lipped about their buyers. Uh, they also set us up with the to train the engineers. We sent them through there, and then when the engineers came back, they didn't say nothing to us about where they went. And all we know is." That they're supposed to not talk to us about where they went, and that they're supposed to make the equipment and uh, make and do the process like they were taught. But those engineers now, they, them engineers, they they in prison now. Uh, out for 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 my hearing, they they in the prison here here in Silver Sands. It's a small place. He says, "I know where that prison is." He looks at Mary Mary Bell. Mary Bell looks at you guys. Hustles over to another uh, shelf and like starts shuffling through it. The governor is here himself. No more than fifteen minutes, but for him. 15 seconds of flying time outside of town. Uh, uh, Ricky is shaking visibly at the word go. Mm-hmm. Like his whole jiggle thing is going on. It's, yeah. He's like I shaking to his core. breaking out... I, have I don't know if this should be a priority of yours right now, Mr. Rockbottom. I can't sell my stuff. You might want to be worried about not losing your head. Listen, if I lose my mind, I'd rather die. I, I meant, you know, get it cut off. I'd rather die than lose my mind. If I was afraid of them motherfuckers, I'd be gone already. Okay. All right, but what about just getting them out legally? You 
you talked about hiring. Y'all mentioned hiring somebody. Can you hire anybody now that we have? Like, I just, I, I take out all this platinum. These uh-huh. bags have been weighing me down. Right. Oh, yeah. Here's all the platinum, Ricky. And I'm like, can't you use a portion of this to... So Ricky starts opening it, looking at it. He says, well, now this does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take this money and go hide somewhere other than here? No. Why don't you hire a lawyer? I got to keep them? my boys employed. They, they, they starving out there. Yeah. So, and we can get, we have access to other markets, man. The markets, uh, I mean, do you just need platinum? Is that all you need? I got to pay my boys. We've got a couple of uh, other possible, you know, um, buyers out there. On our travels, I mean, we found this gnome named Taba. You know, he can, uh, we don't know what he's fully capable of, but he's a very powerful uh, wizard. He's a son of a bitch. I love Taba, dude. And he's a bigot that's easily manipulated. But we also found a colony of dwarves. Underground, <laughs> deep earth dwarves. Yeah, who are interested in the powder as well. They could probably pay in gems. But well, you're you telling me they're interested in the refined powder. Exactly. Right. They ain't interested in shipments of tens of thousands of tons of this powder. You know what? Those dwarves have an area, an area where you might want to set up a refining facility. That's a good idea. No, it if is If we not. could get our boys out, we'd get them somewhere safe. We can ship this stuff somewhere nearer to us. Which is the Then dwarves. make them do the engineering. We still have a logistical problem with actually getting the powder out there. Yeah, but I got That's a business license to sell that powder. Mm-hmm. All I need is a middleman willing to buy it up in District 3. All the dwarves in District 3? Pretty yes. much where we went to. Yes. Yeah, it's across that border over there. There you go. If I got a legit buyer in District 3, I can get it all government legal. All right, so if we could get these engineers, or maybe one engineer, and I need them both. You need both. One engineers. of them makes the equipment. One of them. One of them runs the process. Well, then we could get them to the dwarves. Dwarves have raw, refined materials. They're great at that. So they could help build with those two engineers the refining equipment and operate it at the dwarven place where we're going to ship this material to be refined. We were specifically told that this uh, concoction, this equipment. And all of it was outlawed explicitly from this time forward. So these are basically like meth cooks that are locked up. Yep. Basically. Okay. Not allowed to leave. As if uh, distribution of a federally offensive substance. That's right. Federally <laughs> banned. Uh, federally banned substance. Well, if if I had a legit contract from legit deep work door wanting to use this to build in materials that we sell legitimately, then I could ship it all the way there myself with the sun government protection. To the deep earth dwarves. Well, all the way out to, to, to your little hole in the underground. You see, well, surely there's another route to these dwarves. We don't know of one. Well, if they, if they didn't damn earth manipulators, just make them make a hole. The uh, mayor, we could message him, let him know of our intentions, right, with the refining equipment, with the engineers, and with the trade route, and maybe he can start building uh, an opening that's closer by and easier accessible. Mm-hmm. Just specifically for this trade route. Got another issue. Two or three of the members of our party are going to be dead in the next four to five days if we do not have a remove curse. You got anybody who can do that? He looks at you like, oh, hell no. You brought the governor and mummy rot? It's not contagious. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is there? Well, I don't know all all the people there, but what we might call independent-minded individuals over there. They've been arresting all of the influential anti-government. Okay. I don't know who all they got in there, but I got several friends that I suspect is in there. Do you know of any friends, do you have any friends who are clerics who could cast that kind of shit? Uh, yeah, so I know a wizard, she, she was taken away for uh, 
for helping us uh, with the refinery process. Uh, her name is Brona, uh, a little folk. A gnome? A gnome? Mm. And a wizard. Bit independent-minded, a little bit militant. Mm, definitely, uh, definitely one of the targets of the government. With the makings of a plan, our heroes decide to help Ricky break his engineers out of jail. But first, they need an escape hatch. And for that, they contact the hags of the Three Seas Coven. Kiss the card. Tastes kind of funny, but <laughs> almost immediately, it's like a message spell. You hear the hag. I have a large group of individuals that I need teleported to the Argyle Bridge. Looking at 20 plus people wondering how from this prison here in Silver Sands, and we need to be uh, teleported from a prison to the Argyle Bridge. How much is that going to cost us, and is it possible? Can they focus in on the card? Use that as a place to just teleport. 20 people? 20 people. 5,000 gold per person. What if we cut you in on a consistent stream of the powder proceeds in the future? Tell me more about the powder. Ricky says, well, now I'm going to give you this whole bag that I got here. Uh, you know, it's, it's worth a lot, uh, depending on who's buying I'll give you this whole bag. You get you get my engineers out of here. Uh, you get half of this, Mr. Rockbottom. Rock Bottom. You'll get half of this, Hags, for <laughs> for saving all of us. So equivalent, one bag of platinum. I don't Agreed. know. Agreed. Kiss the card when you Okay. Cursed, no spells, exhausted. Our heroes have decided to attempt a prison break. Tune in next time as their foolish plans go horribly awry. Visit us at oppressedbysun.com where you can get maps, backstory, tons of information. See you next time.